Come down to the little garden with me. Come go with me. Come go and see. Hey, you're listening to SGV Weekly. This is the show all about the 626 and the people who call it home. My name is Chris Greenspawn. I still say Carry home I have returned Decades ago, there were some interesting little radio stations in the San Gabriel Valley. There was 900 AM KGRB, a big band station hiding in a garage in West Covina, and there was Country Western KWOW, 1600 in Pomona, which became an oldies station. Back then, every station had to have a news department. Today, you can still get some local SGB news on a few radio stations, mostly in Mandarin or Spanish. But you turn on an L.A. station, most of what you hear about the San Gabriel Valley is just traffic reports. With two million people living in the SGV, we need more local news and history. And if we don't make it, who will? Maybe one day after the corporate stations are all finally gone, everyone will be able to bring their own news to the air. But while we get ready for Pirate Radio KSGV, which really was a station once, let's get a lesson on what to do with it. This week on the show, we'll hear from one of the best radio reporters in the business, Monterey Park's own Claudia Pescuta. She'll break down just how stressful live reporting really is and explain why the San Gabriel Valley isn't getting enough news coverage. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Chris Greenspawn. It's SGV Weekly. Here's some local news around the San Gabriel Valley. LAist reports in neighboring El Sereno, LA City Councilman Kevin DeLeon wants to turn vacant Caltrans homes into affordable housing. At a council meeting Tuesday, DeLeon introduced a motion to make them available to El Sereno renters after Caltrans brings them up to code. These are the same homes that were reclaimed by homeless families and activists who were then violently removed by CHP over Thanksgiving. The councilman said he doesn't want them to become market value housing, but he didn't address activist demands for them to be turned over to the El Sereno Community Land Trust to be given to the unhoused. De Leon has not yet met with activists or community members regarding the plan. Whittier Daily News reports the Whittier Narrows recreation area is going to grow a little wider. The U.S. Corps of Army Engineers has offered the county another 47 acres at the corner of Rosemead and Durfee. The new acreage will lie on the strawberry field by Leg Lake, near the remote-controlled boat dock. The Department of Parks and Rec is already imagining space for either festivals, soccer, or cricket. There may also be some services provided for low-income youth and communities of color at the new park area. City News Service reports a man was shot at an illegal dispensary in Pomona on Tuesday night. Authorities say they think the shooting was the result of a confrontation that began inside the dispensary. The victim was hospitalized for non-lethal injuries and is said to be in his 30s. No suspect has been publicly identified yet. And the Press-Telegram says there will be a drive through Christmas light extravaganza at Irwindale Speedway. Customers will get to drive on the track itself through a decorated raceway, featuring a giant Christmas tree, Santa's Village, and holiday music on the track's radio station. Different sections of the stadium will include different themes, like lit-up RVs, and the big finale will be Rudolph's Garage with reindeer race cars. It's 5 to 9 p.m. every night until January 10th, 60 bucks a car. 
And that's some of this week's news around the San Gabriel Valley. Coming up on SGV Weekly after the break, we'll hear how KNX 1070's Claudia Pescudo went from wanting to be Barbara Walters to challenging judges and politicians. SGV Weekly is supported by Callback Yesterday, a new podcast in which John Raby explores somewhere in time, love, loss, memory, nostalgia, Mackinac Island, and time travel. If you're a secret fan of the movie, which turns 40 this year, own a time machine shaped like a book, and still talk to your dead loved ones, maybe this is the podcast for you. Call back yesterday with John Raby. John urges you to support SGV Weekly with a generous donation like he did. Does your Instagram feed need more than just thirst traps and cheese pulls? Follow SGV Weekly for interview clips with everyday people and pictures of the rowdiest cars in the 626. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play. Rate and review the show to help us get it out there and make a better program for the San Gabriel Valley. Visit sgvweekly.com for expanded content from each episode and a link to our Patreon. Give if you can and support citizen journalism. Thanks. Now back to SGV Weekly. So before starting SGV Weekly, I worked in L.A. radio at a couple different news stations. During that time, I met a lot of young journalists from other states. Some of them make it here and some get experience, then move on to another city. I've also worked with plenty of lifers from the local news business. But I haven't met that many journalists from the San Gabriel Valley. Except one reporter. It got out of hand pretty quickly. Chas Sutton was teaching a karate class when he noticed the two-story building across the street was on fire. And we felt the heat pretty, pretty good. It was raging pretty bad. People were evacuated from Palace Party Rental on San Fernando Road near Glendale Avenue, but no one was hurt. A reporter who commands respect. A reporter who demands answers and frightens production assistants. Arson investigators have been checking out the scene. I know. I used to be one. I'm talking about KNX 1070's downtown reporter, Claudia Pescuda. Oh, yeah. I loved living in Monterey Park. Turns out she still lives in the SGV, and she's actually really nice, unless she's about to go live. Your mind is just racing. You're like, what am I going to say right before they come to you? Like, maybe you've had some technical issue. Everything's falling apart. You're just trying to make this live shot work. I've never met her in person, but my old KNX buddy Paul Gomez says she's fearless. She says she's not. But Gomez says he heard her call the mayor of Los Angeles Eric during a press conference. Well, whoever she is, there only seems to be one Claudia. This time on the show, we'll get a rundown on a day in the life as a radio reporter and why the SGV deserves much more coverage. But first, a little background. She grew up in Monterey Park in Temple City in the 80s. What sticks out in your memory about growing up in the area? Being scared of the Night Stalker. (laughs) Officials in Los Angeles are offering a $10,000 reward for information leading to the capture of the so-called Night Stalker. Authorities say he raped, robbed, and killed many of his victims. Most were in the San Gabriel Valley. There is some pattern to the attacks. Often, victims' homes are yellow and near freeways. Like her house up the street from East L.A. College and the 60 Freeway. (laughs) But other than that, it was great. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, I mean, it was like the kind of place where you just, you know, got on your bicycle and hung out with your friends all day and then came home when the sun went down, hung out at McDonald's and the park. And yeah, it was a really great place to grow up. Can you put your finger on a particular um, personality or identity to the area? 
I mean, for the people, of course. Oh, that's that's hard. Yeah. No, I mean, I can't I, I can't think of a, you know, oh, this is this is the type of person I feel lives in the San Gabriel Valley, because that's one of the things I love about it. Like, it's so diverse. I think ethnic markets became a thing that a lot of people have woken up to in the last like several years. And here we've always had that. Like, it was just a part of life. Pascuta went to school in San Gabriel and Sierra Madre, and she always wanted to be a journalist. So I grew up thinking I wanted to be Barbara Walters. I was super into celebrities. I collected TV guides. I mean, I was a total dork. I met Johnny Carson once and had him sign my coloring book. So that lets you know how early my fascination with all that started. She went to UCLA. There wasn't a full journalism program, so she worked at the college radio station and majored in world literature. And then when I got out of school, I was looking for a job for maybe a month. And I was thinking, oh, my God, it's been a month. I'm never going to find a job. And so I called every newspaper in the area. And of course, like nobody would talk to me. I had no experience. I'm just calling out of the blue. Hi, I'm looking for a job. Somehow, she got an interview with the Arcadia Weekly. And they asked me for a writing sample, and I took in a paper I'd written about the Canterbury Tales in college, because that's all I had. (laughs) (laughs) And I think I got the job because I was willing to work for almost nothing, and I knew spelling and grammar. But when I got this job, I realized, you know, I knew nothing about writing a journalism writing, you know, I was writing my stories like they were English papers. It was like, it made no sense. I didn't know what an inverted pyramid was, nothing. An inverted pyramid is the recipe for a news story where you put the most important information in front. The three men from L.A. County are accused of going to Charlottesville, Virginia to beat up counter protesters at rallies held there in August of last year. And the least important info is just kind of sprinkled around wherever you have space. Defense attorney Angel Navarro says Micellis is a UCLA grad who worked at Northrop Grumman and has no prior criminal record. So she took an extension course at UCLA to learn the basics of news writing. And so it was an L.A. Times reporter who taught it. And, you know, he would do a little, you know, news conference type thing and then have us write a story. And then he would go through the stories and critique them. So then I'm working at this paper and it's crazy. Like I would stay there all night, wake up in the morning, keep working. It was out of control. She bounced around a few more places like the Times Community News and the Los Angeles Business Journal. And eventually she ended up at KFWB. KFWB News Radio. Before settling in at KNX, the last all news radio station in SoCal. KNX Never stops. This is KNX 1070 News Radio. Tuesday night in L.A. Good evening. I'm Larry Van Eyes. It is March 17th. Some of our top stories tonight. Writing for a radio audience is way different from writing for a newspaper. You have to write in a bunch of extremely clear sentence fragments because the listeners aren't really listening. But I have to say, like, having to tell stories so succinctly, like, really forces you to think about every word you're saying, you know, like sometimes I'll hear a story and, and I'll think that is just unnecessarily wordy. There's no need for that. Like every word should have a purpose. And 
when I'm working on a story that's about a complicated topic, like let's say a 200 page lawsuit or something, I really have to understand it before I write the story because I have to distill it down to almost nothing. So I have to be able to tell you in one or two lines, what is the most important thing about this huge document or complicated hearing at City Hall, whatever the story might be. And a typical KNX reporter's story is written up to six or seven times. First, there's three or so live shots where they update the listeners directly from the scene as they're finding things out. After that, they file, meaning they record a couple versions of their story with different scripts. Then they send them on over to the station's team to rotate them throughout the evening. So here's what a radio reporter's day is like, running around covering up to three stories a day. So I'm assuming they put you on a story and you've got maybe two hours lead up or something like that before your first file. But then at that uh, point, no, not even? Not necessarily. I mean, there have been times where I'm monitoring like one meeting, doing interviews for other stories on the side. The meeting's still going. I'm doing live shots during that meeting, trying to get other stories done. So two hours to get a story done, sometimes. Sometimes you get to the scene and... They have you go live immediately and you haven't actually talked to someone. So you're just doing a scene setter. OK, this is what I'm seeing. This is what we're going to be trying to find out. Hopefully on the way there, I've been able to make some calls and get some information so I can lay that out. But yeah, I mean, sometimes the turnaround is zero. So let's say it's a let's say it's a big fire or something like that. So. I get to the scene and on something like that, I've been listening to the station on the way there. So maybe they've talked to, you know, fire captain or something. So I've got that information to determine exactly what sparked such a significant blaze. So I'll get there and yeah, just paint a picture, quick picture. Okay, back to you. And then start talking to people at the scene. All right, were you here when the fire started? What did you see? Blah, blah, blah. Also, I might have reached out to the PIO on the way there. And if I know it's going to be a really quick turnaround, okay, where are you? I need to find you as soon as I get there. PIO means public information officer. They're paid to talk to the media. I mean, if it's a big enough thing, you're going to find the PIO right there, probably already talking to some reporters. Okay, throw my mic up. So it's kind of like... Yeah, you're probably not going to get the whole story within the first 30 minutes. It's just building on it. So in this live shot, I added two or three bits of information along with, you know, an interview with a witness. And then the next live shot, maybe I just grabbed the fire captain and put him on the air with us. So it's kind of just putting together what you can get. She had to let go of telling the story all at once because radio is about taking listeners along for the ride. The station airs local reports every half hour and she's got to have something new or at least different by then. But the main thing to keep in mind, because sometimes literally like your mind is just racing and you're like, what am I going to say right before they come to you? Like maybe you've had some technical issue. Everything's falling apart. You're just trying to make this live shot work. I'm just thinking say accurate things. Just say what you know is true. And if you don't have much to say, you can reiterate what you had. Just keep moving, talk about what you're going to find out, and then say, we'll get back to you in half an hour or something. It's worked this far. Pascuta is KNX's downtown bureau chief. 
She's had that title officially for about three years, though she's been covering downtown for a lot longer. But in this position, she hasn't reported on the SGV for a long time. So I asked her, what gives? Where's the coverage? I mean, that's the thing. There's not huge coverage happening of the San Gabriel Valley. So how can I even tell you, right? I feel like every media outlet pretty much has such a small staff that it's hard to do more than drive-by news in some communities. So most of my time at KNX, I'm concentrated in downtown because it's easy to cover a lot of things in that one place. I'm in City Hall. I'm next to LAPD headquarters. I'm next to the sheriff. I'm next to the criminal courthouse, the civil courthouse. So there's a bunch of stuff that I can cover without having to sit in traffic all day, right? Yeah. But yeah, with all these community newspapers and other local outlets, blogs and stuff, just struggling to stay alive. I can't even tell you how many stories are going uncovered. I'm sure it's countless stories. And that's only the sort of thing you can discover if you have someone who is, you know, regularly going to the Alhambra City Council meeting. And I don't think any outlet has enough staff for that sort of thing anymore. In other words, someone's got to step up and start telling these stories well, and someone's got to pay for it. Just a couple of weeks ago, I made some donations to L.A. Taco and the Long Beach Post because I'm so happy to see these outlets at least like trying to do some coverage that everybody else isn't doing. Like the bigger outlets are just going for the big fish because it's the most bang for your buck. Like if you can only cover one city council, you're going to cover LA because that's the one that affects the greatest number of people in our area. But that doesn't mean that the other city councils don't matter. They definitely do. Claudia Pescuta, Monterey Park native and downtown bureau chief for KNX. Thanks to her for recording her part from home. There's much more to the 626 than just mom and pop shops and the occasional grisly murder. Add badass reporters to our mix. Claudia Pescuta, KNX 1070 News Radio. Thanks to executive producers Rita Greenspawn and John Raby. Our theme song is Carry Home by the Gun Club, courtesy of Manifesto Records. And the show's logo was designed by Felipe Flores. My name is Chris Greenspawn. This is SGV Weekly. So carry home I have returned Through so many highways and so many tears. Yeah.